At a little over seven feet tall, basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal stands head and shoulders over most people he meets. Yao Ming, a fellow basketball player, stood at around seven foot five, even taller than Shaq. But what if I told you that there was a man who dwarfed both of them by almost two feet? His name was Robert Wadlow, and today we're telling his story. Let's take a listen. Hello and welcome to Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. I am the aforementioned Chris Taliaferro, and I am so thankful that you've decided to join me today because we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics. Something, or rather someone, that I've been completely obsessed with since I was a child. Today we're talking about the tallest man to ever live, Mr. Robert Wadlow. My obsession with Robert Wadlow started very young. I was an avid reader as a kid, and one of my favorite things to read was the Guinness Book of World Records. And I know that anyone who's listening to this that is familiar with Robert Wadlow is either from his home state of Illinois, or they probably read the Guinness Book of World Records like I did. <laughs> he was instantly fascinating to me because I'd always heard stories of, you know, say the biblical, the biblical Goliath, right? Um, there were other uh, unsubstantiated stories of uh, giants that you might see on, um, on news programs about unbe unbelievable kinds of people. Uh, there's been many, many stories of, of men that were 10, 11 feet tall, rumors of, um, you know, found skeletons of giants, and usually the things are either debunked or hard to prove, but what, what set Robert Wadlow apart for me and made that real big impression on me as a child was the fact that there were pictures of him. Because he existed in a time where photography and film were prevalent, there's footage of this man. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he existed. So let's get into it. Robert Pershing Wadlow was born on February 22nd. 1918 in Alton, Illinois, which is where he got his nickname, the Alton Giant. It's not really that creative if you think about it. He was huge and he was from Alton, so what else would they call him? So he was born to parents Harold and Addie Mae Wadlow and was the eldest of five children. Now, both of his parents were of normal height, and by the time he was eight, Robert had already surpassed his father's height of six feet tall. He was eight. <laughs> That's wild to me. I, I I don't know how many of you out there have kids, but if you do, just imagine, especially if you have older kids now, just imagine if your kid was bigger than you when he was eight. It's wild. So by the time <laughs> so by the time he was thirteen, it gets it gets even crazier. By the time he was thirteen, he was seven foot four. <laughs> My goodness. So by that time he was he was a boy scout so clearly when you're a 7 foot tall boy scout 
you get a little bit of attention. So the newsreels of the, of the time picked it up, and uh, he gained some attention as the world's tallest Boy Scout, which he was by a mile and a half. <laughs> um, now, here, here's here's an uh, incredible statistic. I think this is wild. By 15 years old, he stood 7 feet 10 inches tall, okay? And what makes that incredible to me is that if he were alive today, a height of 7 foot 10 would put him in the top 10, uh, the top 10 list of tallest people living currently. There is, there is nobody on the planet that uh, is taller than 8 foot 3 right now. The tallest man is 8 foot 3. Um, and then that, that last 10 slot, actually the last two slots are held by, uh, individuals who are seven foot nine. So <laughs> at 15 years old, he was already tall enough to be taller than most people on the planet still. And he was still growing. He would grow well over, well, we're, we're going to get to his final height, but suffice to say, he had a lot of growing to do at 15. So, Robert eventually, at the time of his death, got to 8 feet 11.1 inches. The man was almost 9 feet tall. At his heaviest, and this is kind of crazy, I mean, it's, it, it makes sense, but... If you see pictures of Robert, he has a very slim build. He's very slender, so you don't think of him as being extremely heavy. But when you're nine feet tall, you're going to get heavy one way or the other. And he, at his heaviest, was 491 pounds and was known to have incredible strength as well, strength that matched his size, that, you know, people would see him performing feats and just be astonished when he was six years old he was able to carry his father <laughs> up to the second floor of their house. Just unreal. Unreal stuff. His super gigantic height came from a disorder of his pituitary gland, hypertrophy of his pituitary gland, which uh, controls your growth. And his body was producing abnormal, wild levels of human growth hormone. So some of these baseball players out here would have loved to have a little bit of his blood to get an edge, <laughs> juice up a little bit, get that uh, Robert Wadlow blood transfusion. Now, modern giants, just speaking of this pituitary gland issue, modern giants, you know, the, the people that reach, you know, let's say above seven foot seven, seven foot eight, when they get really big, a lot of them opt to have uh, this uh, disorder surgically corrected to prevent further growth. But Robert, he didn't have any of this. He, he didn't have any surgeries, nothing. He didn't have any treatments. There was, you know, nothing at the time. So at the time of his death, he was still growing. Had he lived, man, I mean, who knows what we'd have seen it. He was already incredible, but you just have to wonder how, how large would he have gotten. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, 
we're going to get a little more into Robert's adulthood and his unfortunate and untimely passing. We'll be right back. And we are back. Now, before we took that break, we talked about Robert's early life. We got to his teen years when he was the uh, world's tallest Boy Scout. And now we can get into his young adulthood. And sadly, his young adulthood is kind of where the story ends. One thing people don't know about Robert Wadlow is not only was he a Boy Scout, but as he got a little older, as a, as a, as a younger, as, as an older teenager, Robert was a member of the Order of Demolay, which was a Masonic organization for young men. And eventually, he became a full-blown Freemason, earning the title of Master Mason of the Grand Lodge of Illinois. So, listen, if you have any uh, Freemason conspiracy theories, anything like that, anything associated to the Illuminati, Robert might have been involved. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? You never know. He could have been some kind of covert agent, but I don't know how covert you can be when you're nine feet tall, so let's throw that idea out the window. <laughs> so, did Robert have a job? What did he do for money? Well, he did have a job. He, he worked for a couple of places. In 1936, he began touring with Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus. You guys may have heard of that. But here's the thing. Ringling Brothers at the time, were uh, they were known for promoting individuals as freaks. Robert did not like that. And while he had no problem touring with them, there were things that he simply refused to do, and it spoke to his dignity and not wanting to compromise that dignity. So they wanted him to wear a top hat and a coat with tails, you know, a very over-the-top kind of outfit, especially the top hat, which, again, with his height of, you know, almost nine feet, you know, of course, they want to extend that height with a top hat and, you know, make a spectacle of it. That wasn't Robert's style. He was he was a gentle giant. He was, he was uh, as deep as his voice was, he was very mild-mannered and soft-spoken. And he just wanted to be treated like anyone else. So he wore his normal clothes when he toured with Ringling Brothers, and he absolutely refused the top hat and tails. I think that's pretty cool. So uh, he toured with Ringling Brothers for about two years, and uh, then in 1938, he began a promotional tour with the International Shoe Company. Now that's really uh, that was really big for him because he wore a size 37 double A shoe. Okay, 37 double A. He needed custom shoes. And luckily, there was a shoe company that was willing to help him out. Now, 
you know, it was kind of a quid pro quo type of situation. You know, he got the free shoes and the payment by touring with them, but I don't think it was too bad. Now, again, even while touring with the uh, International Shoe Company, Robert still didn't want to wear an outlandish outfit. He didn't want to wear anything crazy. If you see an image, if you see a video or pictures of Robert, you would notice that his dress and attire was very much in simpatico with the style of men's dress of the time. Uh, he, you know, often wore a suit and tie, very clean look. He actually looked pretty smooth, I have to say, because he, okay, so, so Robert, because of his legs, he had to walk with uh, a cane, right? He actually had to wear uh, leg braces and use a cane to walk. He never used a wheelchair, um, but he didn't have a lot of uh, feeling in his feet, uh, there was a lot of discomfort while walking, and the braces and the cane were necessary. But one kind of cool side effect about the cane is, again, if you look at you know old photographs of him, he's got the cane, he's got the suit. Usually, he's got a he's got a fedora on sometimes. With the cane, he looks really smooth. I, I think he looks smooth. He looks smooth in pictures, I'll say. In video, it's a little sad to see him walk because you can tell that his abnormally long legs are just in his way. He's, it's almost like he's in his own way. But he always had a smile. Again, always treated people well. Treated people the way he wanted to be treated. And he wanted to be treated with dignity and respect, just as... Uh, I was detailing with uh, Ringling Brothers wanting him to wear outlandish outfits and be wild. No, he, he wanted dignity and he wanted respect. And that's how he treated everyone else around him. It's really hard to watch him walk around, though. Really hard. So those leg braces I um, I mentioned... Man, I, I don't like this part of the story, but, you know, it's the story. Uh, the leg braces that he was required to wear, um, he was wearing them during a uh, 4th of July promotional appearance, and one of the braces was poorly fit. You see, the problem is, because Robert was just constantly growing, he would grow out of things. And he grew out of his leg braces, which he needed. Without the leg braces, he would probably have to be in a wheelchair and wouldn't be able to stand on his own. But unfortunately, his leg braces were ill-fitting, so he'd grown in size, and this led to an irritation of his ankle, which led to an infection. Robert was dead just... A few days later, July 15th, passed away in his sleep. July 15th, 1940. It's just such a shame. I don't know what could have been done. Clearly, I wasn't there, but... <sighs> couldn't we have gotten him some... Couldn't we have figured something out? 
Did he did he have to make the appearance that day? I guess it's it's easy to say these things in hindsight. He may have um, either taken it in stride and, and not realized that the infection had gotten so bad, or because the because of the fact that he didn't have much feeling in his feet and and the lower part of his uh, lower extremities, he may not have even noticed. The the details are a little sketchy on like the exact, uh, you know, the exact details, but. I mean, that makes sense to me. If he has a, you know, a scratch on the ankle and you can't feel your foot, you probably can't feel the ankle. And if you're not, you know, checking to make sure that you don't have any injuries like that, you, you know, you, it could get bad all day. And, it, you know, and by the time you get home and you take your braces off and your, your, your socks and your shoes, you look down and it's already bad. So couple more things uh when you're when you're when you're as big as robert was you oftentimes set records simply by existing so so not only was not only did he have the record of the world's tallest man but he held many different si records related to his size one of which was the world's largest coffin for his funeral. His coffin was 10 feet 9 inches long, 2 feet 8 inches wide, and 2 feet 6 inches deep, requiring 20 pallbearers to carry it. 20. There's 20 people carrying his coffin. It's wild. This is wild to think about. So, what's his legacy? Well, um... There's a lifetime, a lifetime, a life-size uh, statue of him in his hometown. There's been at least two songs written about written about him. And if any of you have ever been to a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum anywhere in the world, you'll notice that they usually have a life-size sculpture of him that you can stand next to, take pictures, etc. And if you've ever been and you've stood next to him, it's truly astonishing to see just how big he was. And it's it's hard to wrap your mind around the fact that a human being that large existed, but again, there's, there's video, there's pictures. He was real. He was a real giant. Incredible to think about. But... That's pretty much his story. Um, it's just always something that's fascinated me. Um, I just think he has just a, a an incredible journey. And you know, for 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 being, I mean, he was only twenty two years old when he passed away. For for being on this earth such a short amount of time, he made such a large impression. Pun completely intended, by the way. <laughs> and um, there's just certain people that. They just, there's something about them that draws you to them. And, and something about Robert Wadlow just drew me to him as a child. I, I there were other, um, there were other people in the Guinness Book of World Records. You know, there's the, the world's uh, heaviest man, uh, the, uh, the person with the longest fingernails, the person with the longest neck, the world's oldest person. You know, I could go on and on. But... 
you just didn't see people like Robert. Maybe I haven't seen the world's heaviest man, but looking at that man's physique, I've seen people that look like him. Growing up, I knew someone who had a grandmother who was bedridden because she was north of 700 pounds. So my mind could kind of wrap itself around the idea of a, of a, 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 a very heavy person. That, that makes sense to my brain. But when you talk about someone that's seven feet tall, let's not even talk about Robert's height. You talk about someone who's seven feet tall. That's definitely not something you see every day. I have a friend of mine, uh, my friend Matt. Shout out to Matt Green. How you doing, buddy? He's 6'5", uh, 6'6". Matt is huge. He's a big guy. And he's usually the biggest guy in any room he walks in. Anytime I have uh, friends over an event, he's the tallest guy in the room. But even that, right? Like Even, even a height like that. You can kind of wrap your mind around it. I'm sure you guys out there know some people 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, maybe even you know 6'8", something like that. I know a couple of people that are, that are that tall. How many people have you met that were seven feet tall? Now, you may have seen them play basketball, but when you're watching it on TV, you can't get a, a true sense in, you know, of, of the scope of, of that human being's size. It, it just kind of doesn't translate. But when you when you do see, you know, I've I, again, I've 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 seen some basketball games live. You know, when you see someone that's seven feet tall, whew, that's pretty big. And Robert would dwarf. He would dwarf every NBA team in existence. I mean, again, just really hard for me to wrap my mind around as a kid. But. I don't know. It was cool. He made an impression. I, I, I honestly just wish he would have been able to live a longer life, live a healthy life. Because I think because of his his demeanor, his 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 just his gentle demeanor, what I discussed before about, you know, being wanted to be treated with dignity because he treats others with dignity. From all accounts and from everything that I've seen, he was a man that deserved to live. We'll be back right after this. Thank you for listening to this episode of Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. I would really, really, really love it if you followed us on social media. Could you please? There's three big places you could do it. And the name's the same for all of them. If you want us on TikTok, we're on TikTok now. If you want us on TikTok, we're at Things You Don't See Podcast. If you want us on Instagram, same deal, at Things You Don't See Podcast. And last but not least, Facebook, at Things You Don't See Podcast. So if you want to find us somewhere, type in at Things You Don't See Podcast. You'll find us. Also, you can leave voice messages for the show. If you go to anchor.fm forward slash things you don't see every day, that's where you find the show. Now, some of you might listen on Spotify. Some of you might listen uh, on Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. Wherever you listen, that's cool. But if you want to leave the show a message, you got to go to Anchor. 
And I'd love for you guys to leave me some messages. I've gotten some great ones so far. And I want more. So, anchor.fm forward slash things you don't see every day. Drop me a line. Leave me a message. And while you're there, you could even click that donate button. That'd be cool. <laughs> or not. I'm not a cop. Do what you want. <laughs> Take care, everybody.